Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. everybody happy wednesday welcome on into morning footy alongside alexis guerreros freddie adu on the desk with us this week christine cupo i'm ali trost martin have we uh recovered from the holiday hangovers my friends uh Both no sources still, say no i'm still <laughs> eating pork <laughs> and <laughs> i'm now on my third day of eating pork and i'm quite happy about you it. look cozy though yeah i feel like my grandmother's bathroom carpet to be honest with you you kind of look like you're like nice right nice you're doing good if you were like tactical military issue like Grover or like This is Oscar my ghillie suit for, yeah. for Sesame Street. Oscar the Grouch. Okay, this is going to be so mentioned. There's no way anybody knows what I'm talking about. But there was this like viral video on YouTube back in the day. It was this guy called Old Greg. Anyone remember Old Greg? I have no idea what that no. is. All right, we're just going to You've done this right to me before. So, I know. Pepsi, Cola, Coke cup or something like that that was from vine yeah and if you weren't a part of vine then that's on you so. <laughs> sorry i missed it all right well boxing day was yesterday mm. we enjoy oh yeah that was that was a nice little like the english have that right like that's a great way to come out of christmas just to overplay your players <laughs> Force them to play in the I'm talking more from a fan perspective it was it was a uh, it lived up to the grandness of it of what you expect from a from a boxing day especially if you're watching that United Villa game oh yeah wow. United shocker really kind of put like some zap in the afternoon. Yeah, all it took, Freddie, was us just laying into him. <laughs> Roasting him. <laughs> I mean. Freddie was cooking. I, I mean, hey, let me cook. Yeah. Let me cook. <laughs> no, that game was wild, but let's get into the rest of the results before we break down uh, that game, because that was the game. But um, when you take a look at some of the other results here, Liverpool jumped to first place with a 2-0 win over Burnley. Uh, battle at the bottom of the table. Sheffield United falling 3-2 to Luton Town. Meanwhile, Nottingham Forest, huge performance, 3-1 win over Newcastle United. And, of course, the game that we all had our eye on, but also got a shout-out, Bournemouth for our girl Jen uh, producing the show. They got a 3-0 win over Fulham, and they continue their uh, impressive form. But Man United, Aston Villa, I think going into this game, this was one where I think a lot of us were kind of looking at Aston Villa like, hey, why bet against them at this point with how well they've been doing under Unai Emery? And Manchester United have just been so inconsistent. And really, the way that this game ended up playing out, Man United were, like Aston Villa were losing in the way that Man United have been losing games this season. Mm-hmm, yep. Aston Villa jump out to an early 2-0 lead. And I don't know what Eric Ten Hag said at halftime, but it must have been inspiring <laughs> because that second half performance for Man United, Christine, was not something that we have seen before from this team, and Garnacho was the one who sparked the comeback. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know what was said, but I'm sure it was probably expletive-laced um, by that halftime. Must have been. Um, my big thing for this game was just seeing Hoyland finally get a goal after so many, so many missed opportunities. But it was also beauty, like left volley, um, just pinging off of Emmy Martinez, which I'm sure he's probably still thinking about this morning in the shower. 
Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, but Garnacho is making a big difference for this team. Um, you know, he's youthful. He's out there. He's playing. He's all over the place, and he's a nuisance to to to, to basically defend against. And I mean, him. He, he's he's the reason they came back in this game. And obviously, just like Christine said. Finally, great to see Hoyland get a goal because, I mean, 14 Premier League uh, games without a goal, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. But I'm glad he got that one out of the way. So that's he great. He said he was the happiest man alive after the game. <laughs> he was crying that goal meant he so was crying. much to him. He went, a thousand. he went 1,000 in 27 minutes without scoring a goal. Yeah. I mean, that is a significant amount of time, especially with the amount they paid for him, the stature that he came with. You would expect him to have gotten, opened his account a little bit earlier, but hey, he did it, and he did it in a big game when the new owner was watching. Yeah. You know, when the boss's hot seat, we talked about it, the seat was incredibly hot. This was the right time for him to score. It's also a really of, nice goal. Like, it wasn't like a little roller that was yeah. on the volley. He banged that, and he's taken so many other, I want to say, easier opportunities that just haven't gone his way, mm -hmm. that for that to be the one, like, it just feels right. I mean, yeah. this was important. This was important for him to get that first Premier League goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has had five Champions League goals already. Um, so, I mean, that's great. But you want to get that first one out of the way in the Premier League. It feels like a huge weight off your shoulders. So, yeah, uh, especially yeah. with how much Man United's been struggling. We exactly. talk a lot about Look the at his new reaction time here. I mean, yeah. sees it pop up in the air off the defender, immediately swivels, gets, gets nice contact on it. It goes in. I mean, and that's yeah. what you want if you're, and you've mentioned it, Christine, he's taken some quote unquote easier, more clinical uh, shots that haven't gone in, that he have found. Like falling down. Yeah. He had to contort he, himself to just stay up to, meet, to get around that ball. I mean, no yeah. And the angle that he managed to get is just improbable. It just, it's a nice goal. And everyone's going to talk about the goals. I want to give a little credit to, uh, you know, Johnny Evans and Rafael Varane, who absolutely put in work on that back line. Mm -hmm. Two names you Johnny wouldn't expect Evans. to hear me. Yeah, Johnny to Evans in Johnny 2023. Evans, bro, Johnny Evans played under Sean Ferguson. He's holding it down. Bro, yep. He's yeah. dialing he's back the clock. Down. Uh, but Rafael Varane, who was you know, not getting on the, on the pitch for this team, finding a way to make mm -hmm. himself influential. Rumors were coming out that he wants to go back to Real Madrid, that he's not happy there. Finds a way to get in the game. And against a team that was riding, riding high, this is their second loss in a row. But... For the most part, they've been really, really good this first half of the season. So to go up against Villa, show off well, find a way to make a comeback win, which will inspire your fan base. Some of the social media videos of the fans going absolutely nuts in the stands. Uh, you could see that there's maybe there, there, there's a feeling that they've turned the corner. We'll see. There's, there's still more time, but we will see. Maybe Hopefully a little premature, a, yeah. but I understand the jubilation around it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've kind of suffered a lot this season. I think I would take any shot of positivity to move forward. This yeah. was important. I, I, yeah. it, it was. Hopefully it's the start of, uh, you know, uh, of something here for them. You know, I, like uh, being in good form and, and getting some more wins moving forward. I think Hoyland crying really I put into perspective just how hard this season has been. Like those felt like the tears of the entire Man United side, like a, a release after what has been so much frustration, I would imagine. But they, they did look like, I think that's where the positivity would come from, less in the result and more in the way that the result happened and, and the comeback, the fight that uh, was shown from Man United against a Villa side that was not just, you know, no, letting the foot off the gas in the second half. Like yeah. they were still as they do, bringing a ton of pressure and, and had their chances. But, like, for Man United, I think to get on the other end of a game like that positively has to inspire some more confidence. But are you convinced, Freddie? <laughs> um, it's, it's a little premature, but I am uh, – I'm leaning towards, you know, 
basically being a little bit more, just a little bit more optimistic for them moving forward because they needed this badly. They needed a game where, I mean, that, that was a great comeback against a team that is competing, you know, for the top of, you know, mm -hmm. the, the league basically at the top of the league right now. So this was a, an important, like, win and important. It was, you know, it's going to help their confidence, so to speak. And uh, like I said, hopefully they just take this game and, and, and they follow it up, uh, follow it up with, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, great performances moving forward because they haven't been convincing. No, not They at have all. not been convincing. No, but they also, they seem to rely heavily this match on the counterattack, and I don't know that you can necessarily do that against every single side. Right. It happened to work out right. against right. Aston Villa, but, you know, if you're going to go with the Ten Hag, like, stay the course, which right. he seems to be a very stringent, like, this is the plan, we don't deviate from the plan, mm. um, how well does that help you moving forward? I mean, Leicester won the league with, with counterattacking and parking the bus. And if Eric By Ten Hag... 10 points, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know, as an Arsenal fan, very difficult <laughs> uh, to remember that. Thank you, Ali. But I will say, if Eric Ten Hag has come out and said they want to be the best transition team in Europe, which, you know, hasn't worked out so far, but if right. that's their goal... This game shows you that there's an opportunity, that they have the talent, that they could potentially do it, especially against a strong team who were missing some pieces. You know, without Yuri Tielemann, without um, uh, Bubakar Kamara, this team isn't the same. But Aston Villa still have a lot of quality, and they're playing well under Unai Emery. The one thing I think United fans can take away from this as a massive positive is that with all the talks of whether they've lost, uh, whether Eric Ten Hag has lost the locker room, this shows, and you mentioned it, halftime, they come back, they're playing under a different spirit. They're playing under a different energy. Mm, yep. whatever, whatever happened, whether it was the players came together and said, we're done taking this, we're not playing this way anymore, or whether it's Eric Ten Hag coming out and saying, X, Y, Z, we can't do this anymore. Whatever it was in that moment, it seemed to work. And it seems that this team, as we've used this term before, galvanized, it seems like this second half, if this is who they are moving forward, whether it's win or lose, they're playing strongly, they're playing the way the manager wants, it seems like they've come together. They've maybe galvanized in a way that could take them into a much more successful second half of the season. 100%. I, I think that's so well said. It, it, it can just take one game sometimes to get the, the snowball rolling in the right or direction. Or just 45 minutes. And that's what case. I keep yeah. stressing. I mean, and, this could be that game. Yeah. This could be that I game. I think they I think showed fans will hope certain that. signs of positive momentum. I think I still have some concerns about Onana's transition at United. Mm. He had a big save, though. I know. He that's did. what I was about to I mean. Yeah. But he's still conceding more goals than he ever had. And yeah. that's the, I mean, granted, different league, different play, etc. Also, he's had like six but different back lines in some, front of him. Yes. Yeah. And some of the, the goals that he's missed saves on are just seem very haphazard. Mm -hmm. He's just been feast or famine, yeah. basically, over there. And but when he's good, he's really He was good. a great signing for them because he had the consistency. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, but right. as a goalkeeper, you need consistency in front of you, and, and he hasn't always had that either. I just, my biggest question is, who was leading that halftime uh, discussion? Because that, I think, is important. We were laying into Tenag yesterday that a lot of their issues point back to the manager. Mm -hmm. That is uh, one area of, of the game where you do get your time to shine is in that half halftime break, right? Like, you get to address the locker room. Yep. Curious to know what uh, what Tenhag said. Definitely McTominay. 
Definitely. definitely. He's, he's more of a vocal leader definitely than Bruno. Definitely leading towards Scott McTominay. Bruno's in the corner just shadow boxing. Garnacho's <laughs> listening to Lil Uzi Vert. It's, it's, probably, it's probably Scott McTominay who, <laughs> who brings everyone like together. Scott McTominay. Who is like unsung hero of Uzi like, Vert. Truly. He's like, I just want to rap. <laughs> in the corner. And they're like, dude, we have a game. Hey, whatever gets you fired up, that yeah. was clearly working for him. It would work for me, bro. Whatever works. <laughs> Man, whatever it works, gotta do what, what you gotta do. That's what we do in the halftime <laughs> yeah. of this show as well. Sure uh, all right, Liverpool getting a 2-0 win at Burnley. They uh, surpassed Arsenal to get on top of the table, and they got things started early. Six minutes in, uh, they found the breakthrough. This was huge, huge for Liverpool. And I know you're saying, but what, Burnley, for real? Hey, Burnley coming off a big win against Fulham. You know, you never know if that starts their turnaround. For Liverpool to get the win, to get themselves back at the table, uh, temporarily, uh, hopefully, uh, this, is a, this is a big win for them. I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Games like these are easy to, you know, drop points. They came here. That they back heel to Jota, come on. Yep. Like, yep. they really, they added some spice in the box there. <laughs> Watch. Yep. Dance. Beautiful. Back heel. Beautiful. <laughs> Luis Diaz showing you how to do it in assist. South America. You already know. I love that flair. Love it. So how are we feeling about Liverpool at the moment? They're rolling. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think that Liverpool that we're getting more recently is hearkening back to their good seasons. Mm -hmm. I think we got very used to seeing Liverpool just sort of slumped. And you can't count out a Klopp team, but they seem to be getting back some of the magic that they had. Yeah, they seem to be putting it together. And, you know, injuries aside, they seem to have players in positions now that have earned the right to play in those positions. They're not finding ways. When players go down an injury like uh, Samakis did, they have a player in Gomez coming in who, you know, remembers the glory days of of the early Klopp, came in and did an absolute job on Bukayo Saka, the best right winger in the game right now, he did an absolute job on him. So you're, you're getting players to play in positions that aren't normally theirs at a high level. He seems to have the team playing at, a, at crazy strength. The only question is up front. Can Darwin Nunez continue to score when given the opportunity? If he does, they're unstoppable. He didn't play in this game. Other players came in and did a job. But when Darwin Nunez is starting, he needs to be the one scoring. And if he gets that going... It may be a tough, tough situation for City to win back those points and climb back up that table. They look comfortable when they're playing. They, they have great chemistry right now, and it's showing on the pitch. Like, when you watch them play, I mean, they just, they're very familiar with each other. They look comfortable playing with each other, and that ball is just moving. And right now, they just, it seems like they're having fun playing. And, you know, the results, you know, are showing on the field. Yeah, and that matters. Definitely. Well, those were not the only games yesterday kicking off this week in the Premier League. There are also uh, some matches today and tomorrow as well. So let's take a look at uh, what's coming your way here next today. uh, Starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, Brentford will take on Wolves. You can watch that one on Peacock, Chelsea, and Crystal Palace. That one also kicking off at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. And Everton, Man City at 3.15 p.m. Eastern on USA. We will Take a break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, Freddie Lomelli is back in for some headlines. Stick around.
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, Sevilla defender Sergio Ramos is a man of many talents, okay? How about this music video? Yes, you're seeing that correctly. Um, this was incredible. What do you guys think about the get-ups? We can't play the sound, but you can go check it out on uh, Sergio Ramos's TikTok account. Um, very wide array of hats. They look like, like, like mixologists in the worst bar you've ever been to. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Just they yeah. take their job too seriously. Leather, aprons. <laughs> how, how much it. is the drink? Yeah. I no, mean, 40, $40 for a minute. I think we should all just start streaming. Like, yeah. no me contradigas. Like, <laughs> maybe make it number one on the charts. I don't care if it's good or bad. Just I mean, What time? Like, what are we going for right here? I just want to know. It's like, Los Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Peaky Blinders. There it is. There it is. I was thinking about something. Sergio I didn't, Ramos yeah. looks I couldn't like come that up with NFL it. agent that's been going, like, viral. Oh, uh, like, Tommy DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> it's like t- like the agent's brother. No, I'm this seeing Peaky Blinders. I love <laughs> no, the Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders sure. Oh, that is this so Peaky Blinders. This kind of does look like... Blinders. The, uh, a men's rights activist meeting <laughs> happening <laughs> in this video. It's, it's flamenco, yeah. no? <laughs> I, the yeah, genre is flamenco. Okay, so we just, you know, it's fine. Our, yeah. our most aggressive and possibly, like, just punishing defender just yeah. is going off on his flamenco era. Well, he's, used to, he's used to getting a red card, and I give him one for that. Oh, so. man. <laughs> you took it there. You Bro. took it let's, there. Let's send it over to a guy who we're not entirely sure whether or not he was there or yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Freddie, you look like an extra Freddie, in, in this video. Yeah. I wish, man. I'm a fan of Sergio Ramos. I'm not going to be mad at him in his, what'd you call it? A flamenco era? Yeah. yeah. For it. He doesn't sound Freddy, bad. B- baila flamenco. Ay, vámonos. No, yo canto mariachi. Tottenham will be without the services of Argentinian World Cup winning center back Cristian Romero for four to five weeks with a really bad hamstring injury. Romero suffered the setback in Tottenham's 2-1 win over Everton on Saturday. Spurs manager Ainge Postacoglu confirmed the severity of the injury earlier this morning. Tottenham is riding a three-match winning streak heading into tomorrow's visit to Brighton. In other Premier League news, congratulations to Sam Allison because he became the first black Premier League referee since 2008 and just the second ever unbelievably when he officiated Luton's 3-2 win over Sheffield United yesterday. Allison joined former Premier League official Uriah Rennie as the only black referees in Premier League history, hopefully not the last. And his league debut came just three days after Rebecca Welch became the first female referee in Premier League history when she worked Burnley's 2-0 win over Fulham on Saturday. The Luton-Sheffield United match saw history made, yes. 
But there was also allegedly a racist incident in the match. When striker, Luton striker, that is Carlton Morris, reported a racist comment from the crowd at Sheffield United. Morris reported the comment to match officials. And yes, local South Yorkshire police are investigating the incident allegedly. Meanwhile, in South America, vamonos, chi, 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 le, le, le. They are closing in on a new head coach to turn around their disappointing World Cup qualifying campaign. According to multiple reports, Argentinian coach Ricardo Gareca is set to be announced as Chile's new coach, replacing Eduardo Berizzo and taking over a team currently sitting in eighth place in Conmebol World Cup qualifying. Gareca did help lead Peru to its first World Cup in 36 years when they qualified for the 2018 tournament. Uruguayan coach Jorge Fossati is reportedly set to become Peru's next head coach. Let's go all the way around the world to Saudi Arabia. Cristiano Ronaldo and Sadio Mane scored two goals apiece to lead Al Nasser to a 5-2 romp over Karim Benzema and Ali Tihad yesterday. The win keeps Al Nasser in second place in the Saudi Pro League, with Ronaldo's double pushing his tally to a league-leading 19 goals. And guess what? The Portuguese superstar now has 53 goals in 2023, more than any other player in the world. Harry Kane and Kylian Mbappé have 52 goals, but no more matches left this year. So that leaves Erling Haaland, who has 50 goals, and Manchester United still has two more matches in the calendar year. Freddie, I know that the Saudi league isn't exactly the Premier League, but in my book, it's kind of impressive to see Cristiano Ronaldo putting up these numbers at 38 years old. Give it up for guys in our 30s. What do you think, Freddie? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, what, soon to be 39-year-old, mm -hmm. scoring 53, look, scoring 53 goals in any calendar year is amazing. It's ridiculous. I don't care where you play. I get it. Level of competition matters, but the Saudi league is actually, you know, they got some players mm -hmm. there now, and that league is a lot more competitive than it was before. But him doing this at this age, man, hats off to Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm here for all of these pro athletes killing it in their 30s and 40s. Yes. But Alexis, I want to go to you. Who do you think in 2024 is set to become the leading scorer? Uh, I would probably say, look, Cristiano Ronaldo, sure, impressive if you want to give him credit for scoring in this league. Uh, there, are, You said it, there are some players there <laughs> now. Uh, this yeah. guy over here. Uh, <laughs> he's basically training sessions for this guy. Listen, but he is, I he is you an athletic, goals. almost 39 years old. Yeah, he's, no, he's an athletic God. beast and he's keeping yes. himself in top tip shape and he absolutely deserves credit yes, for that. Longevity um, matters. And it just seems to be good inspiration for some of the younger players and, and the players that are still developing there, like all the defenders he's going up against. Uh, but I will say, for me, the best score for next year, the top score for next year, probably will be Harry Kane. Not only is he still in his peak and it's not dropping, but he's playing on a team like Bayern, which are only going to get stronger, and they're just a machine, goal machines. I think the easy answer is Erling Haaland because he scores whenever he wants. But to me, Harry Kane is just on another level right now. And finally, now that he's not a Tottenham player, I can give him credit. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you But go. where does Jude Bellingham fall in that? Huh? Where does Jude Bellingham fall Somewhere in, in the midfield behind him. Mm. <laughs> I'm Let's with be honest. Harry Kane, honestly. And, and Bayern are clearly looking just to continue to build around him. And, and Harry Kane has met the challenge and exceeded it, yeah, I think, more than anybody. I think I still have my Harry Kane bias. I can't. Yeah, I get it. But here's my thing about Jude Bellingham. He's not going to be Collins asked to carry still. the scoring load next season or by the next transfer window if they do bring in a striker. And they need a number yeah. nine. And Harry Kane's been at, like, has had that been asked of him, and now he just finally has the pieces around him mm -hmm. where he can, like, execute on it. And he doesn't have to carry the team on his back. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm with you. I think that's a good shout. also an incredible. But maybe also Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Could be. And, and yeah. whoever, <laughs> yeah. And whoever, uh, whichever striker that uh, Real Madrid signs could be on that list as well. It doesn't matter. Could be Mbappe next year. You don't know. Could be. Could be could Mbappe. Be. All right. Yeah. Or Cristiano Ronaldo going up against. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Cristiano Ronaldo starts to count the or uh, goals he scores in the backyard with his kids. Hey, what about Osimhen? I mean, <laughs> what about Osimhen? Yeah. I think Osimhen could be that guy. Lionel Messi? Sure. No. Kidding. If he goes to Arsenal, though. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, we will take a break here on Morning Money. Uh. When we come back, we are talking some more Premier League. Stay with us. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at today's EPL fixtures. Brentford taking on Wolves at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. Chelsea and Crystal Palace as Crystal Palace looking to snap a seven-match winless streak. That one at 2.30 p.m. also on Peacock. And Everton Man City at 3.15 p.m. Eastern on USA. Can Everton keep their revenge tour alive against last year's league champs, Man City? And uh, that is where we will start, my friends, because this Everton side, they get the 10-point deduction uh, for the profitability and sustainability rules that were broken. And we're like, cool, thanks. We're going to use that as the greatest motivation to just keep climbing our way up the table. It's been pretty incredible. Alexis, are you backing them against this Man City side today? Or uh, does, does, does this matchup just present too much for an Everton side that really has just been racking up the wins? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, they have a loss to Tottenham as their last match where they were down 2-0 for the majority of the match. Um, and yet their fans still gave them a standing ovation. Their away fans still gave them a standing ovation on the way off the pitch, which kind of shows you where this team is right now. Sean Dyche has them playing well-drilled, super-disciplined, defensive football. They're, they're getting wins in the toughest way possible. It's a little old school, but... The team seems to be rallying behind not only the points deduction, but the way Sean Dyche wants them to play. And really, it doesn't matter. This is one of those teams where their XG could be way lower than the other team, and they still find a way to win. They could have less shots on goal. They still find a way to win. They gut it out on set pieces, as you watch there. They gut it out on dead balls. And they don't give you many opportunities to get easy or good shots off. That's a tough team to beat. Can City beat them? Absolutely. Do they have better quality? On every position. That said... It's tough for me to sit here and say that Goodison Park isn't going to be going nuts for this team. They absolutely love the way Sean Dyche has them playing. And the spirit, I was there last season and the season before, and the feeling around the team, even on the, even in the stands, even in the, the, Gladys, uh, the Gladys Street end, people were not happy. They were very upset. They were trying to protest. They were going to walk out in the 27th minute against Arsenal, but they had literally just scored in the 26th, so no one did the walkout. Everyone's like, we're walking out in the 27th. You watch. The and they scored 26. Like, like, we might readjust the time, uh, everybody. But it's, this is where they've been the last two or three seasons, fighting you know, relegation. Yeah. And here they get a 10-point deduction 
They get a manager that I don't think everyone was happy about in the beginning, but they're playing so – they're leaving it all on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And when you're a fan, sometimes you're like, this is enough. This is enough for me to reconsider how bad – how bad I want to this team to feel. You know well, and, I mean? and I think for the club, honestly, the players, managerial staff, like it's a better – best-case scenario to be able to uh, – like take that attention and point it to the man, right? It's like, oh, we got we got wronged by the league, and then mm-hmm. it's it's less about yeah. you know, not that your role doesn't matter, but it's like Everton doing what they're doing right now. Like it's fans remarkable. can't be, yeah, yeah. It's, it's remarkable it's because talking, they're not the bad guy. Talking with Anita yesterday, it was interesting just to hear her perspective of how much everyone has sort of galvanized around this mm-hmm. team, the fans, the club yeah. themselves. It's become very insular and sort of singularly focused now after the point deduction, where she said, you know, it seems to be a positive momentum that they've managed to use. So, um, yeah, I agree. I just I don't think that that positive momentum is going to really have them overcome a fifth place Man City, despite the fact that City haven't been exactly the, I guess, like Goliath that we've seen in past seasons. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't be afraid of City. Right. Um, I just think that if you're going to have an opportunity, they might get a few chances. Well, we happen to have a City mole right here. I I, I was getting ready. Look, Everton's been playing great. They have. Um, It's remarkable where they are right now, especially after the, uh, the point deduction. I mean, they, they came in, they're, they're getting the wins. It's amazing that they're not even, like, fighting a relegation battle right now. I mean, they're down there, mm-hmm. but they should be way down there. 100%. Exactly. So, I mean, they've been playing, you know, some great soccer. Now, over to Man City. The, Man City's going to win this game. I mean, Man City is <laughs> Man City's going to win this game. This is what they do. They always, sometimes they start the season off, well, most, most times, around Christmas time, around New Year's, they're kind of sitting right around, I don't know, six, seven, eight maybe, and then they just go on a run. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. And they're going to do the same thing this year. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that. Yeah, and they're getting healthier and, too. But exactly. let's, let's take a look at where this Man City side under Pep Guardiola has been around this time of year because it would maybe surprise you a little bit that, you know, they've kind of had a mixed bag of, of places in the standings and have always seemed to still yet finish in first and on a rare occasion second or even third. And as you can see here, Sitting in fifth place right now isn't totally unusual for them, yes. given kind of how they've played and how their results have carried them up to this point. And yeah, like I said, this is what they do. Look at this. I mean, in 2020 and 21, they were in eighth place, and then they ended up first. They make, you know, runs really in the new year every single time. Once that, once they hit that home stretch, they always put pressure on the teams that are above them by getting wins after wins. And then they play those teams, you know, most of the time. And they get wins in those games as well. But, you know, I... I I've seen this before where Arsenal's been doing really well the whole all right, season. All right. and That's then, enough. You know what? Cut his mic. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. I've seen this before. And then, you know, and then they start, you know, uh, uh, the pressure starts getting to them a little bit, a little bit. And then guess what? They get leapfrogged, and that's the same you thing. You are on the desk the same with three thing, Arsenal the fans. The same thing's going to happen again this year. <laughs> I will I say. Also, the, I think the biggest difference for me, at least, with Arsenal is the fact that you are just getting more and more experience for some of these younger players who have been in those moments before. Um, I still stand by the fact that they need to maybe go out and, and get uh, a striker who can come in and provide more consistency at that at that position so that the goals aren't coming from, I mean, set pieces have just been kind of a godsend for Arsenal at this the point. The best set piece team in the league. The best yeah. set piece team in the league, which can 
you know, yeah. be good. But if you're not getting those opportunities. Gifted that, a curse. Uh, gifted but a curse. look, you want to you want to do better this season than the things you, you think you failed at last season, which is why Arsenal have become better defensively. Speaking of better defensively, Everton, they, that, that low block style can cause frustration for Manchester City. Mm-hmm. I, I also think Manchester City will win. But let it be known, this is not the type of defense that Pep Guardiola likes to play against. Right. This is very frustrating for him and his players. I get it. I get it. But they always seem to adjust to find ways to win. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not worried about Man City yeah, right now. Yeah, because you got three elevens on this team. I'm just saying. I'm not worried about Man City right now. deeper than the Atlantic Ocean, now, Manchester City. the team that I think is going to be, you know, is going to challenge Man City at the top is Liverpool. That's what I think. I think Arsenal's going to fade. I'm sorry. I know you guys are Arsenal Ooh, fans, but I think Arsenal's going to fade because they've done so- Look, today's your last day on the show, right? Freddie? I know. Yes, okay, that's cool. exactly why. Cool. <laughs> He's just letting it all go, huh? <laughs> history tells me they're going to fade. Uh-huh. That's, right. I'm just saying. History right. tells hey, me they're going to fade. Listen, save this, clip this. I want this for later. Oh, this hey, is when's great. the trial for the 115 charge? Does anyone know <laughs> when that is? <laughs> I want to watch it with Freddie. I might be taking a train to Maryland. Watch the trial with Freddie. I'll bring the popcorn, bro. Um, okay, let's talk about two teams also playing today that have kind of had a eh, season, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Chelsea, I mean, we've talked about them at, at length, a lot of their issues. And, and a big one is also just the fact that they've got a bunch of guys who are either not healthy, suspended. They have rarely had the ability to, to select from a, a fully healthy roster. But you've also got a Crystal Palace side that has been struggling as well. They are on a seven-match winless run. How do you see this game playing out? It's a oh, seven-match like- winless run. But that's a draw against Manchester City and a draw against Brighton in their last two matches. In particular, Manchester City – was a, a not an easy game to, to try to come back in. And against Brighton, yeah, they let it go uh, go, go late where they sh- probably should have won. They probably should have walked away from that match with a win. But you can hang your hat on those two games and say, look, we've got all the skills. We've got all the talent there to win. We just need to find a way to finish it. It's a young squad. Everyone but the manager uh, is young. This, <laughs> the, manager, option, baby. Yeah, the manager might be older than the sport. <laughs> but uh, the, the team is young and they've got an American starting out of position but playing well as a defensive midfielder and Chris Richards. If I'm, if I'm Crystal Palace, man, I'm excited about some of these matches coming up, especially against the Chelsea that has been so inconsistent. You could sneak a win here easily. You think that will be I, the case? I think that Hodgson's very realistic going into this match. I was actually following up on some of his interviews because I was curious, you know, what he'd have to say about this. And obviously, they're rejiggering a lot of their tactics and accounting for other players, and it is very young. But I think that what he's managed to get them to do more recently, especially with players like Chris Richards, who now is on, like, a five-match um, start streak. Yeah. Um, which is nice for all of us, but um, is especially playing in a new position and excelling in that, that he's doing what he can with what he has, and you get an experienced manager in that seat, and that's what you're capable of. He also isn't naive to think that this is going to be a cakewalk. He knows that they're going in it, being counted out already. Uh, So I think, wouldn't that sort of give you an extra boost? For me, it does. You know, tell me I can't, and I'm absolutely going to give it 110%. Yeah. To me, I feel like Crystal Palace has the same kind of problem that I said Manchester United had, which is they're not really scoring a lot of goals, in my opinion. They're mm-hmm. just not. And, um, you know, yes, they are, they're a good team. They are. Um, but to win games, you need to score. they need to score more goals. Um, I know I say that a lot, but it is important. I mean, you can't, 
you can't win without scoring, right? So right. you end up with draws against teams like City. So. I mean, yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, exactly. You draws doesn't feel like wins. Like a win. well, yeah, hey, yeah. It, it does. That's but. a four-point game right there because you thought you were losing three. Yeah. I mean, you thought you were getting zero <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah, you got one. I, 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 that's girl math. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's we go. All. <laughs> all in this industry for a reason. (laughs) Great, when we come back, we're talking championship. Stick around.